Hey world, it's nice to meet you. I'm Cassidy Jackson, and you are listening to Cassie's Crafting Conundrum. More Gen Z authors seem to be coming out of the woodwork in the past few years, myself included. And I want us to be able to have a safe space to express ourselves, since the online world is a scary place, and we might feel extremely alone. In each episode, I am highlighting an amazing Gen Z author who has agreed to share part of their story online. Sit back, relax, and please, remember, you are never alone as an author of any age. Hello, welcome to Cassie's Crafting Conundrum. I'm Cassidy Jackson, and today we are, I am talking to one of my very good writing friends who just happens to be, in my opinion, a speed writer. So I will just let her introduce herself and tell you a little bit about her projects. Yeah, hi, I'm Hallie. Um, I'm Hallie J. Writes on Twitter. Um, yeah, um, I don't know if you want me to like jump right into it or anything. You can but... if you want, whatever you're comfortable with. Okay, sweet. So like we were talking earlier about speed writing in college. So I'm a STEM major. I am biochemistry pre-med track. And um, I, <laughs> I think it's funny because like you consider me a speed writer, but I don't consider myself that. I don't know why. But I have two finished novels, and then I have technically two in progress and one that I'm plotting right now. Um, but the one that I I started into Barracks, which is my most recent project that has recently been finished, I started that in August of 2022 when I went to college. So uh, the first like I plotted three books in the series basically um right before I went to college and then I started writing it right before and so I think I had 10k when I got in like when I went to school and then I wrote literally almost every day fall semester and I finished into the barracks in November finished edits in December um And so it's, it started out as a 135k novel. I edited it down to 127 and it's adult fantasy. So it was like, it could be 127, but not for a uh, debut at all. So I sent it out to betas. We decided where to cut it and how to cut it and stuff like that. And so now it's currently sitting at 95,000, 96,000. And I am so in love with this project. I love it so much. Um, But how I like did that, honestly, like to me, I think that was also kind of like wild to write it so fast. But ever since I did that, I've been in the mindset of a writer the whole time. So for school, I was taking, during that time I was taking psych, chemistry, calculus, and like another like one credit hour class, I think. So it wasn't like a huge, like really rough schedule considering, I think. And then, um, so what my plan was to write 2000 words a day, which I feel like that's a big goal for someone who like, is just trying to write every day. Yeah, no, and then there's me. (laughs) I'm sitting here (laughs) having just finished half of my first draft. And then I'm over here be like watching you right on Twitter and I'm over here going (laughs) I am also 
I guess I'm a third round of beta reader for Into the Barracks. So I still have to look at that. But what I've read so far, you guys, it's absolutely amazing. I love it. It's so good. <laughs> Thank you so but much. But the fact that you were like, oh, chemistry and calculus and biochem. I actually, one of my very close friends is a biochem major. Mm-hmm. But she is not pre-med. She's just doing it. And I'm like, you yeah. guys are brave. I mean, that's coming from me, who was marine <laughs> science and then switched to environmental policy. Yeah. But it's still like 2,000 words a day on like a full STEM schedule. When I was marine science, I was not writing. <laughs> it's just fully involved. <laughs> and then to have yeah. you are like, oh, I wanted to have a goal of like 2,000 words a day. I'm like, are you kidding me? I can't yeah. even manage two words a day, much less 2,000. <laughs> I, it took me like a really long time to I think get into this like groove I so prior to into the barracks I was drafting I was on like my fourth draft of a book I started in high school and I like it was definitely not ready nor was it my best work so I feel like I need to rewrite that if I ever go back to that project you know but that like that took me a really long time to write. I feel like I didn't have a schedule. I didn't have any, I think I was like pantsing it. You know how people are like planners, pantsers, plotters, all of that. I think I was pantsing it with that one. And I literally, like, I think my, like my issue with that is like my brain, I think is too, there's too much going on. So I need to plot it out or I'll get mixed up. Like I'll mess something up. So, like, it took me a really long time to get through, like, four drafts of that one book. I think it took me, like, two, three years. And I started that when I was, like, 15. I finished it when I was 17. So, yeah, like, two years. And I, I like, edited it. And then once I was done editing it, perfect timing into the barracks idea came in my head. I wrote it down in my notes app, which my notes app is crazy. That's oh like that's just for throwing things out there like I don't think I even like I plot things down in like this notebook that I'm like holding up right now but um, it's a very nice notebook and by the way might I say your handwriting <laughs> is nicer than mine it's so small though <laughs> one of my high school friends had extraordinarily small writing our French teacher literally had a magnifying glass for her to be able to <laughs> see his writing and I'm like I don't know what his college professors are doing hopefully they allow him to not do any handwriting because otherwise they're gonna need that magnifying glass right yeah I no yeah that's wild I I I don't even know like how I had the motivation because I don't know I went so I would go to like a big 10 school so I was going to like football games every Saturday too and I was like going out having fun you know and Mm. I I am like I don't know where I found the time. I really don't. I pulled that out of my ass. Really like I don't have like an idea of how I did it, but I did it. And then sometimes like when it get, got towards like the end of the semester, I would start going to this like local coffee shop and I would sit there on like Saturdays and Sundays for hours. And I would like, I would literally get out like 5,000 words every time I went there and so I would go there a lot and then I would crank out just 5,000 words and it helped a lot at the end of the semester because I would study during the week have my little writing days and then I would like write 10,000 words a 
like week or more because sometimes I would write during the week like little breaks in between studying and stuff and I think that worked a lot I think that helped me also with school because I like would take a break and I wouldn't my mind wouldn't be on STEM because I'm like I'm a STEM brain but I'm an artistic person like I really love art so I think if I take breaks to do art I am more likely to be like a problem solver so I think yeah, it that's really a lot with that. interesting to me. I might try that for my junior year of college, just being yeah. like, okay, I'm going to schedule out of the coffee shops in my neck of the woods for my college are extraordinarily expensive. So I mm-hmm. don't go there <laughs> just because yeah. like, so I literally might just get myself a hot chocolate from the grocery store, sit down at my desk or at the library and just start writing. So that might be, right. I think yeah. for me and the fact that you're sitting here going like, oh, I had a schedule and all of that. And I'm over here going, yeah, I don't have a schedule. <laughs> I am <laughs> halfway done with my college career, which is that in itself is insane to me. Oh, right. Yeah. That no, I am halfway done. It is. Yeah. It is. Especially at the school that I'm going to, like, as I'm mm-hmm. learning more and more about the school that I'm going to, I'm like, how did I get in? And the imposter syndrome <laughs> of that starts coming in. Right. And then that yeah. starts bleeding into my writing career where I'm like, I don't really have the motivation to write because I'm so just bogged down with school. But like mm-hmm. you said, I am an artistic person, but I love STEM. And so it's kind of a, I want to say, I don't want to kind of name drop, but also like, it's a good word for it. Like conundrum of like, I want to write, but mm-hmm. also like, <clears throat> there's no time. Yeah. At least for me. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, no, I totally understand. Like, um, like this summer, I, so I would write a lot during the year. Um, I did a lot of editing for Into the Barracks my second semester. I plotted out a rom-com that I am 12,000 words into that I'm taking a break from right now. Um, I plotted a horror novel that I'm like, I haven't started yet, but I'm really interested in writing. Um, I like, and so I did those things during school and then summer came along and I'm I'm in a I have a research position and I'm like on two research papers so I'm doing all that research as well and I um which is really a great opportunity for me I'm really excited for that and then I um I came up with this idea and I don't even know how I (laughs) like I literally so I have this like notes app section that is called writing prompts and it is it's just so long it's just it keeps going. Oh, those are all of your ideas when did <laughs> you start just, this yeah. page um oh my god can you check I don't know how to check but <laughs> I don't know either I don't know if you can check but I I don't know oh my gosh so long ago like I feel like I started this like so long ago oh my so gosh so like was it 15 potentially like high school that you started yeah it was sure? probably high school yeah and so I have like oh yeah definitely high school I have a drawing in here that was so old 
<laughs> like you saw the drawing and you're like, I can immediately pinpoint exactly when I did that yeah. drawing. Yeah, right. Like, like, oh, there's, there's just, there's a lot. Anyway, the way that <laughs> you're just showing me this, I'm like, holy cow. Yeah, there's so much of it, and I, it's, like, little snippets, so, like, um, like, one, it's, like, one-liners, like, there's, Mm -hmm. uh, just a name, Willow Grove, which just sounds like a place that something would be. Actually, Um, speaking of Willow Grove, I think, shoot, what's her name? Wendy Mass, there is, she has a series, actually, that I think is set in a town called Willow Grove. Oh my god, no way. That's so funny. I saw, like, uh, me and my mom were, like, in the car, and we saw, like, a, like, road sign, and I had to write it down, because if I didn't, it would, it's literally a road sign. No, but it does um, sound like an actual, like, very fictitious town. Actually, it is, because Wendy Mack yeah, right. wrote it, but it's just, it sounds so, like, idealistic and calm. Right. Like, nothing I, I ever happens. Like, gives me a swampy vibe, and I want to yeah. write a book about like a swamp so bad. like is like, it gonna be shrek vibes or just not really oh i don't know oh, i gave you an idea i am <laughs> so into like right now though i know this is like kind of weird but like i am so into like body horror like thrillers right now okay. and i don't know why i just am adding like gruesome elements into my books and i'm like oh my god like where <laughs> Where no, what's so out? funny is that you and I are probably the least like likely people to put this stuff in their books. And right. then we have these conversations where I'm like, oh, I researched this. And like my friends looked at me weird. And you're like, oh, I've done the same thing. It's like, right, 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 right. Like, are you okay? No it's like, I'm a writer. <laughs> it's okay. Like, I'm a right, writer. Right, right. I, I have. I have, like, two friends that I talk about my writing with, like, specifically, like, IRL friends. Like, I, like, I don't know if you know Maria. I think you know Maria on Twitter. Like, I love Maria. Maria's from Portugal. She's, like, my best writing friend ever. We're just (laughs) dropping people now. I, shout out to Maria. I love Maria. Um, She, like, I will go to her for anything. And then there's also my two, like, IRL friends that I just printed my book out recently to, like, edit it, line edit Mm-hmm. and um I printed two out for them and so this new like vampire whip that I have I don't know when I came up with this I the like prompt in my head and I think also that was in my like notes app was like vampire speakeasy like was the- <laughs> you can see like the expression on my face is like keep talking we went to me and my friend went to this coffee shop and this is like a really critical friend like love her to death one of my best friends but like they're very critical like when I wrote my first book they were line editing it and they were (laughs) going off on me like I I was like oh my god am I a bad writer and they were like no literally every time somebody like, like line edits Especially if it's in red. I'm like, did you no, choose red the red pen? Oh Ooh, my god. I, I gave her a purple pen to use this time. I was like, please don't hurt my feelings. <laughs> and, and then I, she's just over here going like, Yeah, this won't work. This won't work. This won't work. What the heck does this mean? I don't understand this. Like I understand your premise, but also what the heck is this? 
there are some things where it's like why did I word it like that like I understand and then there's some things that I'm like defensive about I'm like don't do that <laughs> don't say that like that but like I her criticism is so important to me and so I actually like I take it full blast and I I just let it sink in for a day and then I'll come back to it but like so I gave her that copy of my book and then I was telling her about this like vampire book that I have mm-hmm. and I was like oh the title for it is like vampires on cherry street and she was her eyes lit up like you just did right now I'm like <laughs> like I'm thinking like newer like vampires on cherry street gives me like new orleans vibes I don't know if that's what you're going for but like immediately I'm like cherry blossoms possibly dc in the 20s more like new orleans something like that i know that's just the vibe that i got just from the title alone southern it's set in like it's it i guess i don't even know what the genre would be this is my problem is i start things and i don't know like i should write a query letter first because that helps people outline like really easily it helps them outline stuff Mm-hmm. And I should do that. I know I should do that. But my brain, and I should write a synopsis, but my brain is like, no, don't do that. <laughs> oh, no. You're just yeah, going to start writing. Same <laughs> I word vomit on the page, and then I'm like, what is this? Help me, so, please. Instead, I like wrote the title down. On I started with my notebook. I wrote the title down. And then I wrote like what I want it to be, like how many POVs, what kind of POV, um rough word count rough chapter count type situation and then this is all like character outlines like I have like six characters and I outlined every character that I have in the book and then I started like the like I don't know the chapter outlines because oh my gosh this is like literally your writing bible so to speak (laughs) like that's just the whole kind of like this is the only notebook that I go to for writing this is how I reference everything all of that and I'm over here going yeah my I can't even read my own handwriting because I'm the stereotypical stem student that just has a mess of handwriting right my oh my gosh my like critical friend (laughs) like she looks at my writing and it's so small and like really intricate that she's like oh it's like a little code I have to crack to read it and I was like yeah exactly that actually like it's in English but like I'm the only one who understands it yeah yeah I have the little doctor's handwriting already (laughs) look at you um vampire with she immediately lit up and I was like you're really critical so you like the concept so I'm gonna hold you to it like you have like that's good enough for me concept. that's good enough for me yeah right and I started writing it recently so I plotted out to chapter 11 I'm planning on chapter 25 chapters so I kind of plotted out almost to the middle mm-hmm. and I do that is I'll write chap like I'll plot out to like 10 chapters and then I'll start writing and I'll write like two and then I'll plot out another two and then like I'll do it in like increments because I really wanted to start writing it Mm -hmm. and so we went to a coffee shop literally today and right now I'm I'm sitting at over 3,000 words I think it is yeah 3,100 good for you (laughs) and that was I think that was like three to four days of work which I 
is kind of a little lower on my scale of like the 2000 per day yeah but I'm still getting back into it like into the barracks really like I edited the like crap out of her like I I was editing and editing and rewriting things and I but like I am so strongly like I really think it's stronger now and I'm really happy that I did that but I really needed a break so I did that Mm-hmm. And then I like started my research job and then I started my actual job and um and then I like sent my nanny so I'm like doing all of this. You literally um, I remember like having conversations about like, hey, Hallie, would you wanna be on the podcast? Like three months we were talking about this literally three months ago. And you were like, I'm gonna have to see if I can find the time. And I'm over here going, like, as we're talking, as we're recording this podcast, like, almost three months later, I'm over here going, how? Like, just, (laughs) you are doing your research, like, STEM research, but you're also doing Mm. research for your book, because vampires, unfortunately, don't exist, so you have to consume media (laughs) and research just about that. And then you're also doing, like, you're watching kids sometimes. And then you also just do all of this stuff. And I'm sitting over here going, I'm a couch potato. <laughs> yeah, I don't do a lot. I The thing is, I always tell people, is like, I do a lot to keep my brain busy. And that's because I, like, have ADHD. Like, I need my brain busy or I will go in, literally insane. Like, I, if I'm, like, sitting down for, like, too long, I... I have this like existential dread type of situation. I have like really bad anxiety and Mm -hmm. I, it's mainly about like the unknown type thing. So like, like death and unknown is very scary to me and I'll overthink it if I'm sitting too long. So Mm -hmm. I write all the time. So my brain is thinking about that. I work all the time. I'm always on my feet. And I'm always listening to music. I'm always doing something. I go on runs to like, I don't know, release some anxiety. It definitely helps like it release endorphins and yeah, like help that. The science goes in there. And I'm like, <laughs> hey, look at me. Like what I learned in biology is actually useful in yeah. real life. Right, right. Yeah. So I, I do it all so that I can like feel better. Like mm-hmm. when, like, because during the winter I wasn't able to like run outside yeah and that's the place that I like doing it most like I I love running outside I can't really go to the gym because it's always busy even like even school like always oh yeah and okay. it really I have social anxiety too so I'm like this sucks <laughs> I am anxious going to work out and I hate that like I want to be happy working out yeah and so I get like seasonal depression really bad and it mm-hmm. actually like it sucked not doing everything all the time. So I think me having a job during school would help me like keep working and stuff. I think my brain just really needs the work. So I think the 2000 words a day during school really helped me like keep going. Yeah. See, I think I'm I like, was... there's a reason you're doing 2000 words a day. Like for me, I feel mm-hmm. like I'm the exact opposite. Like I also have ADHD, but I think I have the type of ADHD where I'm like, I'm really when I'm really really motivated to do something I do it and nothing is gonna Mm. stop me and then when I'm just not motivated to do anything I'm literally a couch potato and I just don't do anything like I literally 
my brain just goes to mindless tasks and I have like the ADHD like scrolling paralysis I yeah I I get that like I definitely there are days where I feel like I'm not doing anything and then Maria's like girl you're doing so much you need a break and I'm like but my brain (laughs) I think my brain won't let me have a break yeah no now that I'm talking with you my college best friend she actually is a lot like you where she's just constantly on the move and I'm over here literally going please take a break you are literally working yourself down to the bone and she's like but this is the only way I know how to do it and I know how to function and I'm over here going I understand that but I also care about you so there has to be some kind of balance right And for you and her, and then also for me, we're on opposite ends of the spectrum a little bit. Right. So we kind of have to find a balance, but that balance is just so hard because we're so used to doing things one way. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I totally get it. Like, yeah, I guess I always tell my friends that I'm like, you should just like balance your life, like go like eat good food and stuff. Like, and then there's you who's like, and I'm like, like I try just doesn't work in college it really doesn't work in college like second semester I was not doing so well at the beginning because of like the seasonal depression thing like January February was really bad for me I had Mm -hmm. like a big situation at the end of January that really set me back a little bit and so I was like pretty much struggling until March and I I yeah like I, I went on um and once I got to March I started like immediately like our spring break was mid-march so at once I got back from spring break I immediately put myself into a schedule where I would go to class I get back at 4 30 I go for a run the run lasts at least an hour and a half because I'll run two miles which will take me like 30 minutes like I had this like whole thing mm-hmm. and then I would get back I would go eat dinner I would go do homework and then I would write and, or edit or read a book mm-hmm. and I like when I was walking to classes I would even listen to audiobooks like Jeanette McCurdy's memoir and then like all of the Hunger Games books like I went through a lot of books I was like going Mm -hmm. for it um but like I had this schedule so that I could get back into it and feel better and I think like me being self-aware now really helps because at the beginning of the year I wasn't very self-aware about that but now I'm like this week I was so busy that I was like I just need to run so bad and I went for a run today and I ran longer than I thought I would I thought I would only get a mile in but I ran longer than that and I was like really happy about that I was like I just need a break like I need a time to like lay down I've been waking up early I've been going to bed late so I think I'm finally getting into a schedule but damn for some reason the beginning of the summer was so stressful for me (laughs) it always is like I remember last summer when I flew back home from my university I was over here and I'm like I have free time what what, Mm -hmm. what do I do but then I was also taking a calculus class right and actually what's funny is during the calculus class I was I had the idea for my solo I'm calling it a venture because I'm like I don't even know if I'm gonna finish this but I'm hopefully going Mm -hmm. to so maybe Mm -hmm. I can call it a solo whip once I actually like finish it and I'm over here going 
I'm going to class at like 8.30 in the morning, going until like 9.45, 10 o'clock. And then from like 11 to noon, I'm working on homework. And then noon to like three or four, I would be going in for calculus help. But in like the 11 to 12, where I would just work on homework and go to lunch, I would just, somehow I just got the idea. I'm like, I want to start writing again. Because mm-hmm. in January, I don't know what it is. Like, I, ju- I don't get, like, the seasonal depression. But I just get, like, so unmotivated. Right. And yeah. I'm like, I don't want to do anything. This is sucks. Well, yeah. I mean, STEM majors, we all complain. We all complain. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's, it's actually kind of funny how much we complain and people are like well if you don't like your schedule you should you should like switch your major and we're all like no 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 I'm good yeah like I'm fine like yeah are you are you really yeah we complain about it but then we're like validated you're right it's (laughs) like I wouldn't wouldn't see myself doing anything other than this specific thing yeah right like I like I don't see myself like in my brain I have two paths and it's either I become like a surgeon or I become an author and it depends on like how my books do that's like my whole like brain is like your books are what will determine your life and I think that that puts a little too much pressure on my writing so I'm just doing it for fun right now and I'm just having fun and I really Vampire Whip is really fun to me. I've got some gruesomeness, some horror, some horror Love aspects, that. thriller aspects. Love that. Got some humor. I like. I really enjoy it, and I. That's what like I want to do is like enjoy my writing for like the longest, and like mm-hmm. I think having it as an outlet is really important for me, especially since I am a STEM major and stuff, and I've got a lot of stuff to do and this summer I wasn't expecting to be so busy and then my research PI was like hey let's add you to another paper and I was like another oh my god why why (laughs) like like, I'm flattered but why I was like okay and he was like and my mom like says she's like oh I'm so glad they find you so dependable and I was like I am running around I am doing everything and nothing at the same time. Like I am sitting watching these mice run, running a western, and I, I like, I love that I have this job because I do get breaks where I get like a long lunch, and then I get like to write. I get to beta read. Like I'm writing for a few people right now. Um, only two because I like. Ooh, I can't you need read time that fast. for yourself. <laughs> yeah, I like. I can't read that fast. For some reason, I like—I don't know what that is, but like, I just have never been able to read. <laughs> like, I—I um, I also like—I don't usually have the time, which really sucks. But this job like allows me to have that time, which I'm really happy about. And then I'm a hostess somewhere else, so like, I'm running around. You have another all thing going on. Oh my so, goodness! Yeah, I <laughs> my research job. I'm a hostess. I nanny, which is basically like. I drive this kid to like swim practices. Okay, so you're basically like a valet for this person. Oh yeah, I'm the best valet ever. I <laughs> I have been a valet for two summers straight. <laughs> oh, so like, you're like, I, like you're just there. I'm you're set. like, okay, 
as long as it pays oh, yeah. for my I gas, drive a kid I'm around fine. and I get 60 bucks a week. It's really nice. Just for driving around? <laughs> yeah. And then I sit in a coffee shop and like I write <laughs> for like. I mean, do you see my hour. face? And I'm over here going, that's that's like the best gig for a writer I've ever heard of in my entire life. <laughs> it's like a 30 minute drive away. So I don't want to drive home and then I have to drive back. Right, that doesn't make yeah. sense. So I go to a coffee shop and I write until I have to pick them up. And I'm like, this is so funny. I love it. <laughs> it's, great. So it's great, especially because it does give you time to write as you're waiting for the right. kid to get out of whatever activity. Yeah. They're that's in. where most of the vampire whip has come into like play. The coffee, that coffee shop. shop. Yeah. I've become a regular there. They're like, oh my God, yeah, you've been in a couple of times. And I was like, yes, this is so great. Thanks. <laughs> like, like, yeah. So I mean, I'm spending most of my money here, but that's because. I- home is like half an hour away and I don't want to drive half an hour I gotta pay for gas or I gotta pay for this it's either one right (laughs) like my um luckily like my hostess job pays really well because I get tips and stuff so I get like tips every day that I work which means that I like I spend 10 bucks at a coffee shop but I make 50 so like it works out. I make 40. Yeah. <laughs> it works out a little bit. And then mm. I make the $60 for driving right. around. So I make money. But like, which is really nice given that I like, I feel like. You I, are a regular in coffee shops because yeah. that's like, but the thing is coffee shops are expensive. That's the whole reason why I don't go to them because I know yeah. that I will be spending an exorbitant amount of money. And I know the authors who do the same thing that you do, who go to coffee shops are like, yeah, at this point, I don't know what's getting more money, the coffee shop or everything else that I'm doing. Right. No, like I'm so serious. I think the only time I spend money is at a coffee shop. Like I don't think <laughs> I'm so serious. Like, I think the last time I spent money on anything other than coffee was, like, a parking ticket. Like, I... <laughs> the fact that you're just like, yeah, I'm going to be transparent here. I just spend money at coffee shops now. That, that's all I do. I just spend money at coffee shops. It's my work. I do that. <laughs> I go to coffee shops. I get a coffee, and I get some oatmeal sometimes. Oh, it's good oatmeal, so. <laughs> as long as you're enjoying the food there and they don't kick you out until the kids is done, you're fine. Oh, well, yeah. I mean, I think I'm respected there now. I'm a regular. She's like, oh my gosh, I, re- I like, recognize I like, Do you. they know your like, order by now? No, because do I don't get up? the same thing every time. Oh, yeah, I you change it up. it up. So, but I think I found my regular order now and I think I'm going to start getting it. But I, like, I don't know. I, I, like going in there because the vibes are nice and I don't live in the area so like I don't know anyone that walks in which is nice too <laughs> yeah I but the thing is now I'm a regular there so now these people are gonna recognize me. right and then you so. can just be like maybe in one of your acknowledgments for like the vampire whip is like that thank one. you to everybody who like saw me thank in this particular girl. coffee shop in this particular summer like I appreciate you thank you for like just hearing my weird like author noises uh, you see me typing in the back corner that's me yeah thanks for letting me sit there it's like thank you for not bothering me too I appreciate yeah. it I I'm gonna start yelling at them though because I don't think they have free wi-fi so like I go in there have to use my iPad instead of my like computer I'm I so mad I was so mad when I went in there the first oh time. so you're like, spending no. even more money for wi-fi well, I don't, it's, I don't spend money for Wi-Fi. I, I like go on an offline thing and then, uh, or like 
Google Docs, like, I can use offline on yeah, my yeah. iPad because I have, like, cellular. So, like, yeah, I'll use my iPad then and, like, type on there. But, mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I don't know. I've cranked out 3,000 words there. So, it's lovely. I love it there. The vibes are nice. The vibes are good. If the vibes are immaculate and you can find – that's what I think I need to do for the second half of this first draft is just find a place where – when I'm home I can just go and I can write right and then when I'm at school just find the same thing maybe rent out a study room and just crank out like an hour a week yeah I also I like I don't I never go anywhere local I'm always like 20 to 30 minutes away I never do that for some reason I'm like I'm adverse to Starbucks like I won't go to a Starbucks even though, like, I get Starbucks all the time, I yeah. just won't sit in one because I'm no, like, that's fair. I-, I don't know, the vibes are off. <laughs> yeah, no, I get that. I get that. So, like, I won't go to the Starbucks, and there's like a bunch near me. The coffee shops that are near me, like, I don't usually like the coffee that they serve. So, I'm like kicking it to one downtown. Mm. I'm going to Dublin for boba, or I'm go- like, I'm going somewhere else for like, I, or like, I'll go to, different libraries like the libraries I have gone to my local library before and I wrote like 2,000 words when I, went, I sat there and I got like a recent <laughs> I got like a recent uh I got a library card there like a year ago mm-hmm. um and stuff and like I have library cards literally every library I go to like one is 30 minutes away I'll go there it's so chill like there are so many people they're studying and you know they are because of the way they're set up and I'm like yeah this I this rocks I love like loud places though so libraries aren't my like aren't my favorite thing because the higher you go the quieter it is I'm like no I need people to be yelling in my face (laughs) see that's where you and I are opposite as well because for my writing environment I need it to be like there can be noise but I just need it as like even for a studying like I can't study in complete silence. I can write essays in complete silence with my music in. But if I'm doing studying, I have to go to the library. I think because it motivates me when I see everybody else. Yeah, right. And then you see people who are like taking breaks on their phones or you know on TikTok or YouTube or whatever, and right. it's like, you look up two hours later oops yeah oh my god the the whole (laughs) like I I think why I like going to coffee shops is because I see other people on their computers and I'm like you know what I'm writing a book (laughs) I'm technically I have a fancy adult job like you guys do so therefore yeah yeah right I want to be like be that person that I walk into a coffee shop and one day and they're like oh my god you used to come in here all the time you said you wrote your book here and like they recognize me because I wrote a book like I want that so bad (laughs) well then this vampire whip might just be the book where you're like specific shout out to this coffee shop to these specific like people who were working there at the time for letting me come in basically all the time and just like hey I'm just gonna go sit in the back corner and not bother right. anybody. Right. I yeah. No, I like oh my gosh. I want so I was just talking to someone about this and I was like so ITV is the whip I just finished like the 
it's with betas right now and mm-hmm. I was like I want to query it like I really do I think that it could be like a series like I really want it to be a series from and what I, I have play- read this is definitely a book that can go places <laughs> haven't done a lot of line edits and stuff like that because I've just been kind of busy but hopefully of course yeah I'm after this I'm just gonna get on there and I'm gonna be like okay now this is the time <laughs> yeah I um I someone finished it recently and they were like is there a second book and I was like I, I that's uh, the biggest uh, compliment uh, I've <laughs> ever heard of like I, I mean and I was like uh, uh maybe <laughs> Like, yeah, hopefully, I haven't written it yet, I, I haven't written it yet because I need a break from this universe. But once I go back to it, potentially. Like, I've plotted out, like, book two. And I know how book two is going to go. Oh and then goodness. in the car today, or yesterday. I don't know, it was today or yesterday. I texted mm-hmm. Maria and I was like, oh my god, Maria. I just came up with book three plot for Anya. And, and she was like, oh my god, what is it? It's like, <laughs> I have, do I like, tell you? Do I not? Should I? Well, I think I've spoiled it pretty much for her already, but I, so I think I, yeah, I definitely told her. Anyway, um, I, I, now I, it's like, it's planned to be five books and I'm like, I can't really like in my head, like four to five and I like, but I hate the number four. So I think it has to be five. Like it's either three or five. It's either a trilogy or five books. I can't No, like four, four is like, that to me is like weird. Like, I it has like to be it. three, or it has to be, like, Madeline Langle's quintet, you know, where it's, like, five. Yeah. For some reason, like, for book series, at least for me, like, if it ends on, like, a two or a four or a six or, like, an even number, it kind of gives me, like, the Gen Z ick, because I'm, like, no. no. I literally, why am, like, <laughs> I, why am I don't I, see a point, like, why am I adverse to even numbers? My favorite number is like 16. Mine's, <laughs> mine's 22. So I'm over here going like, why do I, I hate, hate even numbers except for my favorite number? Right, <laughs> right. It's so funny. Like I, I, I don't know. Like I could net, I, the only, it's vibes. It's based off of vibes, I think. And yeah, for me, Anya is an odd number. Like ITB is an odd number. This, like, mm-hmm. vampire web could be two or it could be one. It, like, is the vibe of one or two. Yeah. And, like, the second one would be, like, uh, like spinoff. It wouldn't be, like, the actual. Like, I feel yeah. like it wouldn't. Like, it would mention the characters that were in the first one type of thing, but, like, not. Yeah. Like, I haven't even plotted it, so don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> like, then um, the book that I was writing in high school was three. Like, it was based off of vibes alone. Mm-hmm. Um, I... The rom-com I plotted and the horror I plotted are both one. It's based off of vibes alone, but none of them are even. None of them. Don't ever come at me with an even number, I swear. No, if you, like, same thing. If you give me a series, like, I'm okay with, like, the Six of Crows duology. Because, like, they're well-written. But, like, the duology or the quartet has to be, like, extraordinarily well-written. Otherwise, Mm -hmm. I'm over here going, why? yeah it, it it doesn't make sense to me I don't know why yeah, just like I'm even me. okay with seven books but if it's yeah, right six, literally literally what throw it away burn it like, <laughs> like I know th- and I respect the writers for writing like the two books or the four books or the six books or whatever yeah. 
but yeah. like to me it's just, I would <laughs> never write something it either has to be two three or I mean one three five or whatever yeah right I or like people that write like more than seven books scare me because how do you have that much in your head like I I have a lot in my head but how do you have that right. much in your head like this like, honey. have you read this spy school by star gibbs i no. i literally have like i've seen so much about it and i'm like i'm like will i this was my childhood basically like my middle school to now i think mm-hmm. the spy school at sea is the ninth book and he's just cranking out so many like i don't know when he's are they all stop. the same characters yeah it's basically like a continuation and I'm over here young, like he has a 10th book out. But the thing is, I started Stuart Gibbs Spy School when I was in middle school. So I'm like, that's when I wasn't like so picky about series. And I'm like, I want to see how this goes. Like, please. Wow. Yeah. That's, and then there that was another. Crazy. How can you yeah. always end on a cliffhanger? <laughs> right. No. And then, no, seriously. Oh my gosh, he does. He does end on a cliffhanger. I've just realized this. Like, he always has a teaser in, like, the last chapter of his books. And I'm over here going, there's another one? Like, how I, much? Like, like, the last chapter of Anya really, I think, wraps it up so that it could be a standalone. But I would hate it to be a standalone, if you know what I mean. <laughs> yeah, no, for my kind of story, I guess I can name drop the title just because, like... why not it's evading the draft and when you Mm -hmm. listen to my other podcast episodes I kind of talk about you know oh this is kind of how I came up with the idea and instead of it seems like for debut novels at least Mm -hmm. for the people that I've talked to they're like this became like this started out as kind of like vibes and potentially a joke but then mm-hmm. it just evolved into something that I don't even know what this is now. Like, it's so personal. It's so loving. But also, like, I'm scared to show it to the world. But also, I need to show this to the world and share it with them at the same time. Mm-hmm. Right, yeah. I, yeah, I was talking to Maria. And I was like, I think that the Vampire Whip should be my debut instead of, like, Anya. Because... If I want a series, I want it to be, like, my second thing out. Like, I don't want it to be my first thing. Yeah, but like, no. I don't know. We had this whole discussion. It's, like, a big situation. I don't know. <laughs> but, like, it, again, I, like, think so far ahead that I'm, like, you know what? Chill out. <laughs> like, yeah. Write the book. I was, like, just relax if it's possible. I know, like, for the two of us, relaxing is just not in our forte we're always like either not doing something or always doing something and like that middle ground it doesn't, doesn't exist, exist for me it doesn't exist <laughs> for me there. like wh- i was I, I told i told maria i was like it's either three or five books for anya and then she was like there's no in between and i was like no four is a bad <laughs> yeah like it just gives me bad juju but i hate it like, it I just gives me four. bad juju. I don't know why. I, I, like, I don't know. I always dislike the number four. I don't know what it is. I literally couldn't tell you. No idea. Well, <laughs> you know, what's strange is that I could definitely, as soon as you mentioned, like, potentially Into the Barracks being 
just one novel and then spinoffs. I'm like, that's what I want for evading the draft is I want it all to be wrapped up in a nice little bow. But then I literally have novella ideas. I have a book. I have two book ideas, three book ideas, actually, for the other three kind of main secondary characters. And I'm over here Mm -hmm. going, I haven't even finished my first draft. What am I doing? What am I doing? I, yeah, I like have, okay. I have sad, like tragic backstories for all of my side characters that no one will ever know unless I write like novellas about them. Mm -hmm. And I think I could only do that for like one character per series like I don't think I could do like multiple novellas because I think for me it's the vibes again yeah <laughs> I don't know no it's but, just vibes um, yeah right but like the first book I wrote I have this side character that I think is really interesting but she's not really in the first book a lot like not really super into it mm-hmm. but I really love her and I love her storyline and she's like married to this like person but she was an assassin type situation and so I was like, the novella that she would have would be so good that people would like it more than the first book, I swear to God. <laughs> oh my <laughs> like, goodness. So I think like, I don't know, the storyline would be, just be really good. And so, and it'd be a happy ending. So I think I could do a novella for her. But like, I honestly, like, I, I don't know. I don't think I could do like many novellas for many things because I, first of all, I write too much. I'm an oh, overwriter. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um. Into the Barracks was literally 135,000 words when I first wrote it, and now it's 95,000. <laughs> where did the 40 k go? I, I don't know. know, but I'm scared to cut my work because I'm over here going, I'm already almost at 70K, and mm. I just finished part two of four. Like, what am I going to do? What yeah. am I going to do? Yeah. That's definitely, yeah, you're de- like, as an overwriter, I'm just gonna tell you, like, you're definitely gonna have to cut it because, like, I ever, I literally, every time I tweet about this, I'm, I tweet about like word count. I'm like, hey, like, is, like, is this range good for an adult fantasy? What do you think? Is this range a good, like, range for an adult fantasy? What do you think? And every time I tweet about like higher word counts, people, like they gain a lot of traction and then they go like that's too high and especially for like someone who's not agent it doesn't have an agent like if you're looking for an agent like if you're self-publishing I feel like it doesn't matter as long as you like have edits have oh, yeah. like I feel like self-publishing is different but mm-hmm. if you're like querying like publishers and agents like indie publishers and agents you need to have a specific word count because agents will reject you based off of word count um publishers I'm not too sure I I think they're less picky publisher like I think they're less picky probably I feel like for agents they have specific like yeah really specific stuff and it's like word count specifically like a lot of agents don't want over 100k even for like adult fantasy like um well like adult fantasy they like recommend 100k I guess Uh uh-huh for me, I'm almost there. I think I'm going to add a chapter a little in between, but, like, have, I'm not sure how it'll room. affect. You have wiggle right. room. Right. Yeah. I have, like, wiggle room for, like, a chapter or two. But, like, I 
am really settling on the 96k because I could always add words but I feel like agents really prefer adding words over subtracting words but no I editors, feel like that would yeah editors really prefer high, not necessarily higher word counts like over the top but mm-hmm. it's easier to cut words for them than it is yeah. to add anything and so like editors when they are talking like you'll see editors ask for like high fantasy like um they'll ask for like a bunch of stuff that agents are not asking for mm-hmm. they'll ask for higher word counts that agents are not asking for people who have had agents and got their agents with lower word counts had to add a lot to their books after mm-hmm. editors like pick them up and stuff so like it's all really relative in the publishing industry and i like I think I'm settled where I'm at. Like, I think that's really good for, like, querying. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I'm like, if I want Vampire Whip to be my debut, will an agent understand that? Like, right, if they're yeah. taking me on for all of my work, will they understand that my debut probably shouldn't be a series? And will they like it as a series type situation? Right, because like, it I, is what you prefer. Right. Yeah. So, like, I, I mean... I'm a really go with the flow type of person when it comes to what other people want because mm-hmm. me personally like if I want something I'm gonna do it but like if you want something and I'm not decisive on it I'm gonna do what you want because I don't have a decision and I'm yeah I'm not like I just like I just don't have a preference so like for my books of course I want like series and stuff and multiple book deals but at the same time like if that's not what the market's looking for why would I like push it you know so like I think for Anya the fact that I like resolved it as a standalone right now is good but I feel like at the same time it could be series and it could be picked up as it too like if it pops off or like does well or something it could be changed so I don't know we'll see what happens I'm thinking about querying towards the end of the summer I'm seeing a few agents open up some are closing right now Mm -hmm. we'll see yeah, I'm just over here going, I would love to finish my first draft by the end of July so that I can get it off to beta readers so I can in potentially give them a few months to look at it and be like, okay, if I were to write a second draft, like, what would you want to see? Like, what right. questions do you have? that? Because right. I'm like, if they have unanswered questions that I have an answer to and I can easily fit it into my book, I'm yeah. going to do it. But if it's like, oh, I can't answer that yet because mm-hmm. it would give away something about the plot that might be in like a spinoff mm-hmm. or like, you know, a prequel potentially because yeah. this Evading the Draft is why dystopia with the subgenre of mystery so how i which is kind of strange to have like a ya Mm. dystopia with a subplot of mystery but that's kind of what i have it as and Mm -hmm. this is kind of like my baby and i'm over here being like this is my one true like whip because every author has a one true whip like every author does they always have the their baby their favorite no matter if it's like the one that they're working on or like you who's just like popping off and being like oh here's this here's this here's this I'm like I could as soon as you said like you wrote four drafts in two years 
as a high schooler, I just got flashbacks. And I'm like, when I was 15, I was just starting to write poetry. Like, no, I hated poetry. <laughs> like, um, it's so strange to think that like, I can be a poet if I wanted to, but mm-hmm. I also feel like I don't have the vibes to do it. Like I'm right. more of a fiction writer because I overwrite mm-hmm. and I overwrite mm-hmm. quite a bit. It's me. <laughs> yeah. Right. I, I don't know what it is, but I don't like the structure of poetry. That's like, fair. I think like, I like reading poetry. Like I do, Yeah. but I don't like writing it because there's a lot of rules and like, I follow rules. I do. But like for <laughs> fantasy, <laughs> For like, for me, for like writing a book, you make your own rules, like you plot your own thing. Right. You like are able to make your chapters a certain way. You're allowed to do any point POV and right. all yeah. that. There is a structure you follow and stuff, but like. Right. There's a genre structure that you follow. To it. Yeah. You but don't have to that's like about it. it. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So like, I have a notes, like a notes up thing that's called I Hate Poetry and it is just poems that I wrote that I think I wrote in high school and I think there's like 40 of them oh my and goodness I was going for like 60 and I was mm. like maybe I could get these published or something but they're not good enough because guess what they don't follow a structure at all like <laughs> see I don't know if you know this I know we're like gearing away from fiction writing but like this is technically writing so it counts <laughs> I do free verse poetry, and after this, I might actually send you some of the poems that I wrote. Okay. Just because I'm like, I don't follow poetry rules. They're like, oh, you have to have, like, a rhythm and stuff, and I'm like, no. <laughs> like, I just write words, and if they mm-hmm. happen to have a rhythm, great, which is what I love about fiction writing, because, like, there are rules, but you can bend them, you can twist them. Oh, yeah. Like, I, yeah. That's my whole thing is, like, oh, my God. I <laughs> I have issues. Anyway, I, so for, like, Vampire Whip, mm-hmm. I, things I do is I, okay, come on. <laughs> I'm going to read, like, like, little lines that I probably would have shared on Twitter anyway. Um, I definitely told Maria all of these. <laughs> Spoiler alert. Um, not really, I guess first page. <laughs> Oh, like, first page. Like chapter titles. I don't number my chapters, but I'm going like I'm saying their name, like whose POV it is, and then like the chapter title of what they would say. Uh-huh. So it's like the first one's Andrea, and she goes, I actually hate seven layer dip. Um, okay. <laughs> the second one is Dahlia, and she goes, Do I marry my stalker? And I think it's <laughs> so funny my but, face as you said that I'm like okay okay um one of my the second paragraph my friend who's like really critical was like I giggled and I was like no you didn't that's a lie <laughs> but it's the existential dread of having a hobby is sinking in mm-hmm. I thought that was funny <laughs> like I'm having so much fun with this I think having fun with a like book is really important yeah but I also like I love I love comedy in a way that's like dry humor so like the, like 
the existential dread line I thought was funny because it's like dry human dry humor in her like having a problem right <laughs> no, but that's gen z gen z is literally like oh i am having this issue but like it's fine like we're good we're vibing and everybody else is just looking at this problem and they're like no you're not i know you're not okay right exactly oh my gosh there's another line that i was like this is so funny um i also do like body horror a lot i don't know but like the descriptions that i'll use is like really fun like not funny they're bad and they make you feel something but like because my friend was like ew and i was like yeah you know that's exactly the what i wanted you to say <laughs> like, it's the ew that gets to me like okay like it's like liquidy crunch and you're like what the hell does that mean right. <laughs> but like you feel like you know what it means right or like um oh my gosh where is it i literally where is it i have it <laughs> i'm, I'm it's right in front of my face and I'm just not looking at it. I don't know where it is. I feel that. I feel that on a spiritual level. I look for Ooh. things and then my parents are like, it's right over there and it's just in plain sight. And I'm like, it's the that wasn't there before. It's the object I swear it was. Yeah. I, like, I have really bad object permanence and that should have been the first sign that I have ADHD because I, like, it's right in front of my face and I, they're like, can you grab that for me? And I'm like, where? Right, Where is yeah. It? And they're like, it's right there. And I'm like, I can't see it. I don't know. Like, right, yeah. Let me say, like, I don't see it. Um, But I found the line. Yeah. <laughs> A strange watery plop echoes as they go back for more. And that's weird out of context, I will admit. <laughs> I mean, no, but I'm laughing because I know, like, that's just the picture in my mind is like hilarious (laughs) a strange watery plop okay I can vibe with that I like those weird descriptions or like I really like voice in my writing like I love like I love yeah individual voice I think that's like my thing is like I really love when people are talking to you on the page but they don't acknowledge that they're talking to you so it's kind of like literally their brain. Like if it's a right. person, I really want to know what they're thinking. So mm. like the like, oh my gosh, I'm about to curse. Am I allowed to do that? <laughs> when I, t- this is why I made the disclaimer. It's professionally unhinged. It's okay. more Gen Z. Like Gen Z okay. does so many things. I write adult stuff. Like not in, in a way that's like, oh, that sounded like I write like pornography. I <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you, I write, you literally like, were like, it's adult fantasy. So, like, th- it's there. But also, in not really. All of, almost all of my writing. I need, if I'm, if I'm writing YA, I need at least one F bomb because I get one F bomb per, like, YA manuscript. <laughs> and then I, like, I just really need people to be mad at some point. <laughs> I, no, I, and then there's me. Like, I don't curse in real life. I don't. I use like BS or like fudge because I volunteered at my local zoo from 13 to 17 at, um, for like little, little kids. And so we were like, don't curse. Like you're not allowed to curse. Cause like little right. ears, you know, all of that. Yeah. <laughs> and so everybody's just like, why don't you curse? And I'm like, I grew up around little children, not 
being allowed to curse just it's not because you don't like cursing it's because you couldn't like you're like right. I was trained this way like uh, my brain literally cannot swear like right I just can't like I I'm a babysitter like I babysit I nanny and blah 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 Mm-hmm. I don't curse around kids like I have a lot of younger like cousins and stuff mm-hmm. but as I grew up I like when I was younger I think I thought I used to I thought I would get in trouble if I cursed and I have three older brothers I have like a big family and they would oh, always the older like, brothers they're... thing okay <laughs> yeah um it's a, I... your house seems like a vibe it is a vibe there's a lot going on <laughs> you think this brain is chaotic wait until you meet my mother like <laughs> that woman um yeah we've got so much going on and four children to worry about well we're not children anymore all of us are adults and that's right I was crazy. gonna say because you're the youngest right right yeah I we're all adults and I am like no I am not <laughs> like in my brain I'm still like no I'm 16 no you're not girl shut up <laughs> right yeah exactly COVID I think I was like very much like I don't feel my age do you know what I mean like yeah no I get that because I still feel like I'm 18 and I'm just about to graduate high school but it's like no you've been in college for two years like yeah you don't live at home anymore yeah it's been like three years since the pandemic and I was like why do I like me and my friend were talking about this before going to college we were like why do we feel like we're still 16 like why do we feel like we shouldn't be in college right now right and she's like it's because of COVID like we basically like stunted a whole year of our growth like we feel really young and so like I think that really impacted Gen Z like I know that there's like older Gen Z that probably don't feel that way. Maybe they're I mean, like, like causing on having kids and stuff. Because right. They're no, like, but I, don't I feel, feel like, yeah, I feel like I'm in the middle of Gen Z where, cause I'm 20. So I'm mm-hmm. like right off the right. cutoff of like, I can relate to the older Gen Z, but also I can relate to the younger Gen Z. Like when mm-hmm. 20, when the 2020, 2021 school year happened. I was a senior in high school and so I kind of had that experience yeah I think high school like quote-unquote career in a way that was normal but then I talked to my younger friends and they're like yeah I didn't I don't know what high school's like because it was just so their first or second year was just COVID yeah my like so I I'm 19 so like I'm also kind of in the middle I don't necessarily like vibe with people that are too too much younger than me like I feel like I only have friends that are like a year or two younger than me like at most and so I don't really know how it's like for like younger younger Gen Z but Mm. like for me I so I had a good freshman year I had a first freshman year I had almost a full sophomore year and I was a cross player I was on varsity like since Mm. my freshman year and stuff like I well I played varsity I didn't letter my freshman year but like I played varsity some mm-hmm. and I I lacrosse was like a big part of my life like I for a really long time was just like I labeled myself as a lacrosse player and like an artist like for mm-hmm. a really long time yeah and I COVID rocked my shit like I like actually like I didn't have a lacrosse season yeah I um it kind of 
I think we had a summer season. We didn't have it. It, it was like really limited, though. Like mm-hmm. we could only go to like two tournaments or something. Yeah, I was like masked the whole time, whatever. But like, mm-hmm. and we had to like wear masks on the field. It was weird. Um, but I as somebody like, with asthma, like I could you. not like, do that. that. I could not no. do that. That's actually like a health risk for people with asthma. Like you can't be like you can't put something over people's mouth. No, that's that's why I stopped wearing masks in class this when I was a sophomore in college this past school year. Yeah. Because I was like, I literally cannot breathe because mm-hmm. I'm walking around campus and like mm-hmm. I'm sweaty and I'm hot and like asthma. So yeah. I'm already like struggling to breathe. And then you put a mask on top of that. And I'm like down yeah. for the count. Like I, I can't do this. <laughs> yeah. It, so, it's like a, yeah. It's, it's a really weird situation. Yeah. Because we don't talk about COVID. And mm-hmm. Gen Z doesn't talk about how like COVID affected them. And like, yeah. I feel like. Especially like the, lockdown. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And I think this is the first like thing that I've actually know of where like Gen Z is transparently sitting down and going like this is what my experience was it's not anybody else's it's mine I'm owning this this is what happened and this is how I was affected and speaking of that how was your like writing affected like your writing projects god oh when did I go okay so I was 15 (laughs) when COVID started like when it like we went into lockdown um I I think I honestly think I got COVID in January um the like before March like before March of 2020 I think I got COVID in January because I Uh was like down for like a week and a half and I'd never been that sick before Mm -hmm. like in that way it was like a weird way and then I got COVID that November from my mom okay I don't know where she got it and (laughs) and I was again like down for the count the same way and I was like I definitely had it then and I I know that's like so weird but like my I started writing really young like I feel like when I was like I feel like I was six or something I might have it in my drawer right there but I like (laughs) my dad used to make me books like he would he would fold paper make me books it yeah. was like he would fold paper and staple it and he would it would make a binding on the outside so it yeah. felt like a book without like mm-hmm. a cover you know how yeah. like they like fold and then you like a hard yeah. cover will go over top yeah. so it felt like that it was like a picture book Love that. I would draw and I would like I would draw the scenes and then I would write like uh, I would write out the scenes and stuff mm-hmm. and I was like six and I would go on all throughout elementary school yeah. And I loved doing that. And I loved library time. Like we had a library like class and mm-hmm. I loved it. I hate typing. I hated typing. And now I'm only the typing, typing classes in elementary school. Oh my goodness. No. <laughs> it's like dance mat typing. <laughs> I grew I, up in the Bay Area of California. And so we used type to learn four. Okay. I don't know. I used this thing called dance mat typing. And it's a goat. I will literally pull it up right now. Oh my goodness. <laughs> I started um mm-hmm. I started doing it again in college because I was like, I need to type faster. And it actually increased my speed. <laughs> I, I love know, that. But it did. Yeah. So is that yeah, kind uh, of how you're cranking out the two thousand words and you're able to do multiple projects? Because like I, I can't typing. 
I can't do multiple projects. Literally. I really can't. I, it's, yeah, it's hard. Um, hold on. Okay. It's like, I don't know. But if you look up Dan's not typing, this is the hippo. Okay. That, oh, there's like, a hippo. <laughs> I don't know. If you do that. There's a bunch of different, like, uh, stages. So, like, in level two, stage four, it works on T and Y, which are above G and H. Yeah. And they're, like, you have to use your pointer fingers for the T and Y and stuff. Right. And it's so funny. It's just so funny. There's, not like, me stage- putting, like, my hands on my keyboard <laughs> right now. Yeah, right now. It's my favorite thing. I literally love it because it actually does help me. It's for kids. Like, it is for yeah. little kids. Like, that's yeah. what we used in elementary school. There's a animated, like, goat. There's under the sea. There's a hippo. Like, I love it. The fact that but I hated over typing, here so. going, like, I type relatively fast, mm-hmm. but I didn't take it seriously. Like, I started writing my first novel, I think, at 13. Yeah, I think I was about like that old. So I'm over here, like, I literally have a notebook up in my room. I'm in the guest room right now. And Mm -hmm. the amount of, like, literally every time there was a break in my eighth grade English classroom, I was writing. And we would have like these brain breaks in honors eighth grade English. And they'd be like, hey, do you want to join? And I'm over here going, no, I pull out my notebook. And like, I don't remember what game this was, but it was like a kind of like fake snowball and they just tossed it around the room. I don't know what it's called, but they like tossed it around the room. It's kind of hard to explain, but that's kind of what, yeah, I know. It's like, that's kind of what they did. Hello. Okay. I don't, I don't know what it is. I don't remember now. It was so long ago. And I'm just sitting there at my desk as like these fake snowballs are flying around me. And they just got so used to me just pulling out my notebook whenever there was this brain break. And I feel like that is when I first realized like, I want to be a published author. Really? Yeah. For me, so I have always been writing like as a kid. I thought it was just a hobby people had. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, like, in eighth grade, it was my hobby. Like, in eighth grade, we had a, so my English teacher in middle school was this really nice woman that was, like, really into, like, classics for Mm. some reason. Yeah. We read, like, Flowers of Algernon and stuff. And I was, like, all that kind of thing. Yeah. And we read like a lot of old dystopians so like we read the giver that year too i love the giver the giver is one of my favorite like books ever but she held the like oh my gosh i forget what it was called but it was the writing club but i think it's like young authors club or something okay and we would go in there at lunch like once a week mm-hmm. and i still at that point didn't consider being an author like i didn't consider myself an author or writer yeah even though I was in that club and I really enjoyed being in that club and I uh-huh. like really like considered myself a part of that club, like writing right. was my favorite, one of my favorite hobbies. Yeah. I have started like so many books back then I would start them and then just never finish them because I was like, I was 13, didn't really right. know what was going on. Yeah. 
Nobody um, knows what's going on at 13. And if you're 13 mm-hmm. listening to this and you think you know what's going on, babe, like I'm, I'm sorry <laughs> to say this, but from people you. in college, I think Hallie and I both agree, you are going to change so much. Oh, yeah. Um, we, we don't talk about what I was like in those. <laughs> I, it, it was. Writing was my hobby. Yeah, no. Yeah, I had a time. Oh, I like. I know the exact day my anxiety developed. <laughs> no, what's funny is I was actually, like, I wrap up the episodes with a question, just, like, mm-hmm. randomly, and you basically just answered my question that I was going to ask, which oh, was no. basically, like, was there any teacher in school that helped you, like, have writing? one. I have oh, another okay. one. So let's <laughs> just, let me ask the question formally, and then you can, like, yeah. here's the, like, yeah quote-unquote official story right 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 I have another one the end of let me explain this to everybody just formally at the end of every episode I my guest and I we I give them a question just on writing and then they and I both answer it and the question for this episode was there any teacher that kind of inspired you and helped you get to where you are now in your writing career Okay, do you want to answer first or do you want me to go? I mean, you're you're on a roll, so you can go ahead and answer. <laughs> okay. I what I wasn't in it wasn't until like probably my junior year of high school that I considered myself a writer. But my freshman year, I took creative writing. I've always been interested in writing, I've always been doing it. My freshman year I took creative writing. I was the only freshman in that class. It was I think it was second semester. I don't want to name drop because I will be putting her in my acknowledgments and I don't know if I'm doing a pen name or not yet. So I'm like, should I say? No, yeah. But anyway, um, we'll call her Kay. I loved this Kay so much. Like I, creative writing, I nailed it. <laughs> like I got a 100% on the final. Like I loved that class. Um. It was my favorite class ever. I was second semester, so I was only a se- semester long. And I was like, please make this a year-long class. Like, yeah. I love this class so much. I would retake this class every chance I got. And but the thing is, I couldn't retake it. Like, for our school, we're not allowed to, like, retake classes. Oh, and so I was, like, okay. so upset. <laughs> I was like, I need creative writing on my manuscript every, every – I need it. I need it. Yeah. And I – that class, like, helped me not only with structure – but like genre, um, it helped me with voice so much. Um, I did like I did really well in that class. So like her complimenting and editing my writing helped me so much to find like my own voice and my own like mm. my own structure and stuff. Yeah. And so our final project was to create two first chapters of different books. Mm-hmm. One of them was the series that I that I like started in high school I started it and the plot like changed a lot like this was like first draft kind of thing Mm -hmm. and then the other one was a murder mystery okay I don't know I think I still have it somewhere I don't know um -hmm. but I um I named the main character in the murder mystery like Angelique and I had to read it out loud for the class and I got 100% on this final and I am so proud of myself yeah (laughs) but she she was she was like you 
really you're really good at naming characters love that and I I took that and internalized it and made it my whole personality I swear to god I like every time I like give names to Maria she's like oh my god and I was like I you know where I found that you know where and you know what that, that's yeah. my personality yeah but Miss K mm-hmm. the next year I took honors English 10 she was my teacher I was like oh, I thank the lord she yeah. teaches like three different yeah she teaches three English classes and it's like mm-hmm. English 10 like AP Lang yeah and um creative writing yeah. and so I took creative writing I had her my sophomore year mm-hmm. um again whole structure with writing mm-hmm. um like our essays were so creative and so well done and she's like and one of them was an uh-huh. argumentative essay. Yeah. Oh, wait, no, no, no. That's AP Lang. AP Lang. Oh, my God. Anyway, COVID hit sophomore yeah. year. I still kept in contact with her. I still have her number now. I love her so much. She's, like, mm-hmm. my favorite teacher ever. Love that. Junior year, I officially, like, recognized myself as a writer. Mm-hmm. So I started writing that book that I, and I finally hit, like, the halfway mark. One time my brother, like, told me I would never write a book because when have oh. I ever wrote more than, like, 20-page essay, and I was like, you do you things just to prove gonna... siblings wrong. You do things just to prove siblings Out wrong. Out of spite. Like, uh-huh. I think we'll do it. So he yeah. said that, I started writing that book. I've okay. written two books. I've started a bunch of other ones. I'm proving you wrong. <laughs> yeah. Um, but you can like... see me just applauding, because I'm like, yeah. <laughs> yeah and yeah and like junior junior year we did a hybrid schedule because of Uh covid so like we were kind of in and out and I took a seminar class which was with a different teacher but Mm. when I tell you I was in this Miss K's class like so often like I was there all of the time and I and then my senior year I took AP Lang with Miss K again and Uh I, I like, that class was so great. It was so much fun. I had, like, very little people in there because it's an AP Lang class. Not a lot of people take it. Um, But I, like, would tell her about my book. And Uh I was like, here's how far I am into it. Here's what else I'm doing, blah, blah, blah. And I, um... I was right, like, we were doing essays, because AP Lang is, like, tested on three different types of essays, oh, yeah. it's, like, what, Don't narrative, started on AP Lang. argumentative, oh, my whatever, yeah. yeah, and so, um, we did an argumentative essay, mm-hmm. and mine was on what's the worst year in history, like, what's the worst year in history, and I was, like, I, I don't know why I randomly chose that, but I started out with, like, the people will think COVID, because, it is, a, like, it was a huge issue, and I think, like, it was, like, and it still is, like, it's still yeah. around and everything. I just yeah. think, like, people don't recognize that there are other, like, I was trying to bring light to the situation for myself, because I was, like, there are, there are worse things. Right, yeah. <laughs> and it's, like, and so, um, the essay was about, like, what was it, 536 AD or something, uh-huh. and, or, and it was, like there was this volcanic eruption and then the plague there's a specific plague and blah 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 Uh and the like gory description on it she was like girl what (laughs) 
like this voice is so good and I was like I love you so much like she inspired so much of my writing and she inspired so much of my voice and I yeah oh my gosh I would do like anything for this woman I I, speaking of which like I also have two people in my life that heavily inspired my writing Mm -hmm. so in high school it starts off in high school and I my second semester English teacher let's call him Mr. F because I'm also going to name drop this person in my Mm -hmm. acknowledgments Mr. F bless his little heart well I mean not little but like you know he's tall but I mean bless his heart because I if you think that I'm an overwriter now also we're over talkers but that's okay like it's oh my fine. gosh yeah how long no, you're, <laughs> you're so good you're so good and he literally was I was cranking out like seven to eight page essays as a 14 year old wow, and this yeah. man was he literally told me he's like look I love your essays they're so good but like he literally told me I have to read your essays last because I know they're good, but also they're yeah. so long. They're right. so long. Because he was looking for like two to three pages because I'm a freshman in honors English. Like, yeah. yeah. And then, but I didn't find this out until I took creative writing with Mr. F the next year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he's he just saw this whole other side of me where I think at 13, I was like, okay, I'm going to be a published author. And then at 14, I was like, I am doing this. This is my vibe. This is my jam. I'm going to do it. And then that's Mm -hmm. continued on until fast forward to this past spring semester. Let's call her Miss R. Master Mm -hmm. student. Absolutely love her. She is amazing. She literally was like, okay, you're writing a novel. Like, your voice is amazing. And, like, Mr. F also said, like, your voice is amazing. You have really good character development. And I'm like, when you are young and one of the teachers that you admire gives you compliments, you get a big head. Like, I don't know. I don't know about you, but I I got a big head. And so I'm over here going, he said my voice is good. And he said that this novel that I've been working on from like 13 to 15 is super good and I've improved. So I was like, I'm going to write this. There we go. And that's kind of like my whole kind of vibe. But I think both of us are extraordinarily tired now. So (laughs) yeah. thank you everybody for listening to this. I don't even know how long this is, but it's probably extraordinarily long but yeah just thank you for listening if you made it this far I love you I appreciate you hopefully this is kind of like the longest hopefully because I want this to be like around an hour but it's probably more than that so I'm just gonna wrap this up real quick yeah thank you goodbye just thank you yeah